Welcome to the Traffic Sales and Profit Podcast. My name is Lamar Tyler. I'm your host. And today we are with family. I consider these two ladies family, right? Me and Ronnie, uh, they can't get rid of us. Even if they tried, it's no letting go of Lamar and Ronnie. We holding on to their coattails <laughs> all the way to the top. Today we are meeting, right, two of my favorites, Ariel Fuller and her mom, Pastor D. Together they have built a community of over 50,000 women of faith and their organization, Dunamis Women Enterprise. And I want to jump into a conversation about how they built what they built, right? Last year, they did just under $1 million in revenue. And this year, they're going to shatter that and break through it. So how can you serve people at a super high level in the faith community? How can you build a thriving business at the same time and work together with your family? Y'all, that's that part. That part. That part 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 is it right there. (laughs) So uh, welcome to the Travis Sales and Profit Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank 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 you. you. And we are on your coattail. Trust me on that one. Trust me on that one. So so I love it, right? So won't you tell them a little bit, if they haven't heard of Dunamis Women Enterprise, exactly what you do, what the organization does? Well, let me start off by saying Dunamis is a Greek term that it literally means a miracle itself. You know, you have the power, you have the strength, you have a force inside of you to really make stuff happen. All right. Uh, But Dunamis Women, our mission is to uh, bring healing to the souls of women, women who do believe. Uh, that they may ignite that power, transform their life, transform their relationships, build their legacy. And naturally, they can only do that by faith, prayer, and spiritual warfare. Yeah. So it starts off with healing, first of all, because we all have been, particularly women, we've been damaged in our souls. We've experienced a lot of things, attacks, and we think that those things are just gone. But it inhibits us from being actually who we really are. And I know a lot of people listening are going to say, all right, like, Lamar, tell me more about this mother-daughter thing. (laughs) Like, in the business, how do y'all work together? Like, what are the roles? Um, like, like, how does that, yeah. don't make them faces. This video, don't forget this video too, is that, this podcast video. <laughs> so, so she's a true visionary in itself. I mean, uh, that she's a visionary. So she's a CEO, you know, she has the vision, she has the ideas, she has everything that's downloaded in her. Me, I, I operate more like our chief operating officer. Well, I am our chief operating officer, but you know, I'm more like the integrator. I make it happen. Um, and I pace her <laughs> with yeah, the ideas yeah, and the visions yeah, that she has. Yeah. But really, you know, how do I actually bring this vision to life with strategy, with, uh, you know, excellence and in the right timing so that we can be able to scale and grow the business and the women that we serve. And mm-hmm. so I handle, you know, making sure that everything that we do uh, operationally just talks to each other and makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how we complement each other. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I do have a vision a little bit, but Right now, she's the head. <laughs> and, and really, you know, from a mother-daughter perspective, I had to learn how to see her as a thriving woman. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, you know, because you said, oh, my daughter, you know, and yeah. everything like that. But, I mean, she's thriving and developing into a woman, her brilliance, you know. So sometimes that familiarity can breed some contempt. Yeah. You know what I mean? We get a little, yeah. And I had to not be familiar with her as daughter. I had to learn her. I had to respect her, you know what I'm saying, for her wisdom, for her knowledge. And then I also had to take her discipline and, critical, constructive criticism. How does that go? Uh, It goes good because I am a visionary, you know, and then one thing, the best thing that, you know, we've learned here from me at TSP was I knew my QBR, my role, you know, I'm the content, I'm the mouthpiece or whatever. So she's really, you know, I had to learn how to allow her to take my mind and narrow it down and it worked for my benefit. No, it wasn't always easy though. No, no, no. And and the reason why I say that is because we're a little bit different than a mother daughter. We 
look alike. We have the same birthday. So our personalities are like very similar. And then looking at a reflection of you, um, you know, that's a little bit harder in itself when you have a same personality type. You know, it's like, oh, you look like me. You just, you know, said something. Right. So it, it can get a little bit more difficult uh, to just say, oh, mother, daughter, because we do have my sister, but she is a different personality type, you know. Um, so it's like, how do we work together and, and not butt heads? We're both alpha, yeah. you know, women in a way. So, you know, it's humbling. She had to humble herself. I had to humble myself. It's a daily humbling process. But you know what the benefit is? What is it? I see why I have it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I want to ask you something because I know people are listening. I meet so many people um, that are entrepreneurs and want to be entrepreneurs from a faith-based background. And one of the things that before they can ever get the business off the ground, they have huge mindset issues around how can I charge for the work that I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Or I'm doing it, even if they want to charge, it's like, like, like externally they want to charge, but internally, like everything against them is fighting them to charge the people mm-hmm. or charge them enough or yeah. charge them adequately so they can actually build the business and hire people and have a team and and be mm-hmm. able to support the things they do. Is that something that y'all ever faced sure. or you didn't tackle it? Sure. <laughs> I remember Lamar, when you first told me to quote this amount and do this amount, <laughs> you know, but I had to shift my mindset. You know, I'm not charging. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. They are investing in who they are. I love that. It's not what they're doing for me. They're doing it for themselves. And for me not to, uh, give them a certain price. I'm depriving them. You understand what I'm saying? That's good. So I really had to shift my mindset. And then I also, in the process of it, had to see my value of what I am actually giving them. Because I didn't see my value. I was just so busy doing it. And then from the faith standpoint, you know, we really think that this is something we are not supposed to do, but we got to do it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And now the building the community uh, as we have, it gives me a little bit more structure of how to deliver myself. I love it. Yeah. And what I found yeah. is that most people don't care about what they don't invest in anyway. They don't. So if I don't have like a real investment stake in this, mm-hmm. then I'm not showing up the way I should show yeah. up, the mm-hmm. times I should show up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a, a a principle of life. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We can't get anything without investing. You can't, that's right. your car can't go too far without getting gas, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that in the faith-based world, we think that everything's supposed to be free. And that's not necessarily true. But I think for me, that mindset shift, because, you know, this wasn't our first go round in business. And so before yeah. we even, you know, really Dunamis Woman took off, we had a commercial real estate magazine. And a lot of people in the commercial real estate industry that we met were not of our color, um, but they were of faith. Mm-hmm. And a lot of principles that they implemented they, based upon their yeah. success is what I necessarily learned um, that they became successful because they implemented certain principles. And we took those same principles of faith and belief into Dunamis Woman, um, which is a whole nother different mindset based upon our color that we're not really used to. But at the same time, it's the foundation of how you're really going to be successful within um, the kingdom of God and what God really has for you. And so most churches and, you know, uh, Areas don't necessarily do that, but for us, that was a huge part of our learning experience, at least for me, let me just say that, to understand how business is really built from a faith-based principle standpoint. You, you know, what's interesting, I think um, as as the black community, I think we have a heart for service. 
Yes. And I think so many of us have been in a position where somebody has helped us or helped our family mm -hmm. at some point, we have a heart for service. And I think black women especially have a heart for service. Yeah. But what I was um, telling somebody at one of the events one time, a woman I was talking to, I was trying to get her to realize that if she had more, she could serve more. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like like literally yeah, like, like yeah, you know, because yeah. she was saying, hey, I, you know, I want to serve these different women and I want to do these things for them. And, you know, she's coaching them and talking to them online. But I said, if you had more resources, what would you do? Like, that's let's right. take the that's limit right. off. That's and she right. said, well, if I had more resources, forget this like online conference, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would do a retreat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the retreat would be in the islands. And I would bring them mm -hmm. in yes. to the thing, mm -hmm. right? And it really, like I said, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Of, of you saying, I want to serve these people. But if you don't have the capacity to serve them, you'll only be able to serve them at this low level and not really all of the things that you could really imagine. To like, how, what Correct. could I do to totally give them this transformation? Correct. And it's definitely a, a, a mindset shift because I was serving them at my own expense. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it was depleting me. I didn't realize it because I'm steady. And I don't, you know, as, as particularly women of color, we like to give. Yeah. I don't even call it service because we're givers. We're life givers. So we just think we got to give and we got to help and we got to give and we got to help. But we find ourselves depleted drained. We don't even know what state we're in emotionally. This is why we really thrive on emotional healing because we're giving a lot out of our pain. We're giving a lot out of our deficits and it's really other people thriving at our own expense. And that's not healthy. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So let me ask you, uh, Ariel, because you talked about it. You talked about the fact, hey, you guys were not new. So you guys, uh, you are a TSP mastermind family, right? Yeah. Been for a while. But when I met you, like you guys already had been in business for a long time mm -hmm. before, like before Dumas Women Enterprise, like what were you doing before? And and tell us a little bit about your background. Well, her and my stepdad at the time, they had acquired a commercial real estate magazine um, that was thriving all over, you know, the United States. And then the recession hit mm -hmm. a little bit after they bought it. I was in college doing my thing, wasn't thinking about business, <laughs> you know, <laughs> wanted to be a lawyer. And so I saw them kind of like after the recession start picking up this mm -hmm. magazine and and trying to get it to thrive all over again. So when I graduated college, I came back home and I was like, well, if I'm gonna work for anybody. I'd rather work for them. Mm -hmm. And so I came in. She was still kind of serving in ministry from oh, a doing yeah. this woman standpoint. Yeah, yeah. And that's what she was talking about, being depleted and you're giving so much mm -hmm. that, you know, I watch the marriage go down, you know, the drain. I watched the magazine go down the drain and we were still you know, building it and thriving, but not to the maximum success of what it was before. And so, you know, at that point, it was just like, okay, we got this magazine that's doing well, it's providing, but it's not my passion. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. really what yeah. I desire, yeah. something that they acquired. And so we had to make an intricate decision when we met you in 2017, where's our energy going to go? Yes. And so we just, you know, I, I went to uh, TSP Live and I came home. And I told her, I was like, look, I'm joining this mastermind. We joined the mastermind. And I was like, one of these businesses got to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, one is not making any money. Mm -hmm, doing this woman is zero. Mm -hmm. One is making some money, but it's not mm -hmm. the ultimate passion. But it has broadened my horizons, like you said, to, to the yeah. resources of how I can serve. But I was like, one of them has to go. And so we just let go of the commercial real estate magazine yep. and we said, we're going to put our all with zero dollars, yeah. you know, it's yeah. a dumbest woman. So, so hold on, we got to stop right there because I want to talk about how you let that thing, because most people ain't letting go. Like most people to their demise, hold on to something till it fade away. And if it fades them away, woof it half of the time. What was that like for y'all to say, hey, you know what? Um, and especially when you have success, it's easy to let stuff go. Yeah, you know, but I, I, 
I came up with this saying, when you don't have nothing to lose, you can't lose. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point, Lamar, I'll be honest with you, I had lost everything. You know, the marriage was lost, the business was draining, I was drained, my houses, all the collateral, all the assets that I had put up, all the acquisition, it was it was gone, you know what I'm saying? So when you're at a place when you don't have anything to lose, you have to realize you can't lose. But you gotta lose your life in order to gain your life. So when she came to me about TSP, it wasn't an argument, it was, it was a no-brainer. You know what I'm saying? Do I wanna thrive, do I wanna go, or do I wanna keep fighting? And I think a lot of times we keep fighting because it's our pride that don't want to let us go. Mm. And we just got to let that go. You know what I'm saying? Because if this ain't working and I can't see ahead of me, but I know something's greater. Yeah. And I knew something was greater. You just got to do the work to get to it. And she literally let go. I mean, she packed up, moved from Illinois to Alabama. Yeah. I was just left there. I was like, <laughs> I was like, did you really have to let go like that? You know? <laughs> so I was. She was let go. You too. Like, sound like, right? like, oh yeah, I gotta go. Like I'm gone. But I was in Illinois, and she was, you know, moved down south. And so it was like, you know, for a while we were running Dunamis Woman from yeah, two, different, two states. different states. Um, yeah. You know, not even being next to each other to build the brand. It wasn't recently until a year and a half ago I moved to, you know, Georgia. Yeah. So and then she had to let go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let go of Illinois. You know, yeah. So so now you have Dunamis Woman. It's been thriving, like I said, over fifty thousand women mm -hmm. and growing, right? Steadily mm -hmm. growing um, every month, every quarter. Um, as you push that out further. For you, what were some of the challenges with launching Dunamis Woman in those early years and some things you had to learn and kind of get past? Oh, I remember clearly <clears throat> when Ronnie said, or somebody was in TSP, I think it was Ronnie's like, why don't you all change your name from Dunamis Woman? Our group was not first Dunamis Woman, it was Mighty Christian Woman. I was not that, I was busy holding on to the name Dunamis Woman, but nobody knew what it meant. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So when you all gave us that challenge, for particularly myself, to change the name, I had to literally open up my mind. I mean, seriously, I, ca I can't help but go back to the mindset. And that's just big. Because let me tell you this. Yeah, I, I, I can't we tell a whole lot of people do a whole lot of stuff. And they'll be, <laughs> we be like, this is clear as day to us. And they don't be doing it. So, you know, and I know what it is to lead. And in order to lead, you have to be willing to follow another leader. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, those principles wasn't nothing for me. But I was like, oh, they, they telling me to change my baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But when we changed the name of the community to Dunamis Woman, because it wasn't getting anything, and we did Mighty Christian Women, it was something that the people understood and not what I just wanted. Yeah. And I think that that was a major shift. Yeah. And, and definitely, you know, the hardest thing was trying to craft what we do for our audience to understand it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they were coming in, Mighty Christian Women, and we had to really get our messaging clear, our mission. You know, for her to even explain that, it was like, what do you all do? Because, you know, it's so easy, especially in the faith-based world, for everyone to say, okay, well, you just talk about God, right? Yeah. I can go anywhere for that. But we had to really try to find our three core pillars that help them understand, okay, in here you're going to get healing. In here you're going to transform your life relationships. In here you're going to grow in prayer and spiritual warfare. If you want anything else, find another community, right? But this is what we are and this is how we serve. So don't put us in a box of your church or don't put us in a box of what you're used to. So getting very clear on that messaging. And then once the community started growing and growing and they start learning about Duna Miss Woman, that's when we changed the name <laughs> back to Duna Miss Woman community. Cause it was like, let me know where you are, right? Um, because people were, they started creating groups with Duna Miss Woman and you know, on Facebook. And it was like, oh, heck you know, like y'all are not about to take this. So we owned our name again once the community, I think it was about 30,000 at that 30, time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was even nervous with that. You know, because we got so used to Mighty Christian yeah. Women that it yeah. was like, if I change it, are people going to understand, you yeah. know, what I'm going to do? 
But we just, I woke up one day, I was like, let's just change it back, you yeah. know, and, and own it. So that was, I think, the biggest thing. It was the, her changing name. And for me, it was a money mindset. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, in the beginning, from being in the commercial real estate industry and seeing just money kind of go through a business and you're bringing it in, but then it just kind of goes to the wayside sometimes. When we started here, I knew we had a potential growth, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I had to shift my money mindset of, Ariel, you can let money flow in yeah, and don't yeah. block it from flowing in because you're not you're afraid of where it's going to go or how it's going to be used. Mm -hmm. And so I had to really work through that to say you have a gift to bring money for it to flow to you mm -hmm. and you can't block that. Yeah. And I was blocking it probably for about the first year, maybe. Yeah. That's good. So what was it like that shift for you to un to unblock it, right, or release it? Like what what was that? Do you, was it a point that it happened, or just gradually started to happen over time, or what? Well, our first year we only made like seventeen thousand, <laughs> and then the TSP second year, <laughs> yeah, we like tripled every year. So yeah. it was seventeen thousand, then it was like sixty thousand the second year, and then once I started seeing, like you said, we can serve better with having more resources and we had to recognize yeah. we can't stay here. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't stay in, in, in on link card. We can't stay struggling. And people may think, oh, six figures, but we got two people. Right, right, right. Who right. don't have nothing. <laughs> I'm talking about full time entrepreneurship, no job on the side. And they're living off of 17,000 and 60,000 and 60 goes to yeah. 180,000. That's still not That's a lot. Still That's still so not. for me, it was like, this is about your legacy. This is about you leaving something for your legacy. And once I that clicked, it was just like, OK, no, we have to let yeah, the overflow yeah, just start yeah, coming. Yeah. And three is my favorite number. So when I thought we were tripling every year, I was like, OK, that's mm -hmm. that's my goal. Mm -hmm. We're going to triple every year as yeah. much as we can. I love. So we had you guys speak uh, at an event a couple of years ago and you talked about uh, you liking building the business to like building the foundation of a house. Can you talk yeah. about that? Because that's still like one of my all time favorite TSP talks. And, and as y'all kind of laid it out, because yeah. because the thing, I, I don't know if I told y'all this in person. I don't know if I ever told y'all this in person. This is crazy. I say it all the time. I might have told y'all this. This might trip y'all. I, I probably told you. Tell um, But I, I tell people all the time, y'all are my favorite success story mm. in the mastermind. Mm. And you know, we'd have some success stories mm -hmm. come through the mastermind. Mm -hmm. But y'all literally, I feel like, are like brick by brick. Mm -hmm. yeah. Built it. Took the instruction, mm -hmm. applied it. That's the truth. You know, use leverage the community. It's like literally when we talk about the fact that as a group we can go further, mm -hmm. you know, together, right? Then then you can go alone. Um, I think you guys have literally implemented all of those different things into your journey. Yeah. And that's and that's what I love, right? So, you know, because you know, every now and then we may have a, a unicorn that comes and boom, like hit it, mm -hmm. hit it quick, right? But I think the model y'all have done. Is something that's very duplicatable if people do the work. But I always say to our community, Rome wasn't built overnight. Mm -hmm. And I think we're living in a microwave society where people want instant success. And the second principle is, is that if you're with someone who is doing it and you see their success, why try to do your own thing? Follow instructions. You know, uh, I used to have a, uh, when I purchased the commercial real estate magazine, our broker, he used to always say, if you follow instructions, you won't get hurt. And so just following instructions is very paramount. You got to get you out the way. 
I mean, and that was huge for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of the business, regardless of how much I had did in the past, regardless of how successful I was, I was an entrepreneur raising them. I had to get me out the way. Why am I here if I can't follow your instructions? Why am I here if I can't trust? And I think that's a big thing. What is being taught or what is being said? You know, if I had all the answers, what am I here for? That's just my mindset, you know? So I had to just get myself out of the way. And then it came to that point where we were building that house. Brick by brick by brick by brick. Yeah. And I, I created that. that. I don't know if I did it on purpose, but I created that house structure because that's how we literally started in a home. <laughs> the home that I was raised in, she, when I went to college, flipped it over and turned to a transitional living home. And when I came home, it was women just living all in there. And I was like, who are y'all? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they were talking about dunamis woman. Hey, hey, yeah. In like, I'm your sister in my bedroom. I'm like, oh, hold up. Right. They're like, where you staying? <laughs> You're like, I'm staying here in my room. Here, so, you know, I saw her kind of give her all into this house mm -hmm. and many women come through in their lives transforming. Mm -hmm. And so when we first started coming, I don't know if I did it intentionally or subconsciously, but I just started like as we were growing the business, mm -hmm. I'm like, OK, this is our foundation layer. Right. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn our mission. We're going to learn who mm -hmm. we're serving. Mm -hmm. We're going to, you know, understand the name, you know, that type of thing. And then it was more like, OK, let's build the different rooms in the yeah. house. Like, yeah. how are we serving women when they come in? Right. If each woman lives in a different mm -hmm. room. And then, you know, I started building the roof like, OK, now that we figured out our structure and, and each room where everyone's positioned. Now, how do we secure this, you know, mm -hmm. to where we're not all over the place and everything's not coming in? And so I just like started building it little by little because our goal is to really, you know, our dream is to have a million dollar like healing house. And I want to go back to and, revisit and like, how right. we originally started. And most people think it just, oh, it's just online. No, yeah. she was serving this many women in her home, you know. And so to me, the home just has always been like a signature, you know, yeah. piece. Of She's traumatized. <laughs> Not having a bedroom. But we did that. We actually went back to the original home and we went live in our community, yeah. letting people see the home that we first started, you know, mm -hmm. where it was. It's like, she didn't, this was before Facebook even existed, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. So. I love it. Let me ask you this. Like, like, where are we going with doing this woman? Like, what is, what, what is Don't get me start talking the extension of the vision? Yeah, come on. <laughs> that's what I want. I, that's what I want. I want to hear. Woo! Um, our main thing is, is to bring healing for my soul out more of a brand, you know, and to do that is to build that healing house. You know what I mean? Where women can come, families can come, marriages serving a different aspect of relationships that they're not going to stay and live, but they have like their retreats. They have the two or three days and we deal with those emotional issues. And out of that is going to come the, uh, the production of the television of how you go through that process of healing. I want to show the process of transformation. Even myself being a clinical therapist, um, I'm not the true orthodox person in that, but there's a way that I do things to bring out that, to shift the mindset and go into the emotions. Yeah, so that's the vision, first of all. Yeah, mm -hmm. television show, yeah. Um, still going on tour. Yeah, going on You know, on tour. now that once COVID lifts up even the more, uh, we started the Healing From My Soul tour, we were mm -hmm. traveling. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in Due to Miss Woman, outside of the healing for the spiritual growth, you know, we have our university yeah. uh, where women are in, but but I would love for that to me, going back to commercial real estate, I would love to have a commercial real estate building, building. you know, where uh, it's almost like a university. People come in, they can learn, mm -hmm. um, you know, other businesses can have their workspace. Our employees can be there, you know, working. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think we're going to have some major, you know, uh, 
time sitting at Lamar's feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an, an arena field. <laughs> We're definitely going to have some arena field type of uh, conferences and, and <laughs> impact. <laughs> um, but I still want us to have an intimate place like that home where we yeah. can come and yeah. we can just serve and be ourselves. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who knows how all this is going to look? I got a lot of work to do, yeah. but uh, we cast in the vision. Yeah, I love it. Now I'm sure there are people uh, watching and listening that are so inspired by you guys, and they're like, "All right, like, how can I begin to do like what they did?" Let's talk about it because I want and I want to talk about um, first. I want to talk about the business right part of it, but then I want to talk about the family dynamic part of it because I'm sure some people say, "Hey, I want to. I would love to work with my mom, with my daughter." with my sister or cousin or sometime in our families, we got so many talents, yeah. but it just bring them together, right? But first talk about the business part. Um, for someone that's watching, right? And and maybe um, they're in business, right? They're a believer. Uh, maybe it's a faith-based business, maybe it's not. Like what are the first steps they should take towards um, beginning to move to make it like a real enterprise like you guys? Are yeah. Well, the first thing is you got to move. I mean, you have to make a move. I, when we first started, we were testing out many different things to see what worked for us. You know, it was webinars and we were doing challenges, um, live events, summits. Like we were just trying all these different things, just making a move. And we lost some stuff along the way as far as finances, but we still took action on something, you know. And once we figured out what was actually working for us to bring in revenue, because that's the end goal. I mean, if you definitely want to have a thriving business, you need money. Right. A lot of people do a lot of services, but if it's not bringing you any type of money, then it's not going to be able to scale and grow to where you want it to be. So once you test many different things out and you see that the the dollars are making sense, even if it's just I spent one dollar and I made three dollars. Right. right. Some people didn't want to make three million, just one dollar to make three dollars. Now I can spend three dollars and make six dollars or nine dollars. Like it just can continue on that way as long as you put the energy into it. And that's kind of what we did is just like, okay, if this can work on a smaller scale, how do we tweak it? How do we, you know, put more energy in it and have it grow even the more? And so many people give up on that stuff because it's like, I only made $3, but then this thing over here made $0. Well then let's perfect this thing that made $3 and try to grow it the best way we can and not just hip hop all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, the critical thing for me, and I will say this to anyone, you have to find you. You have to be free to be who you are. When you put faith-based organization, you hear the term, you automatically think God. And you then now your mind has been already formulated and trained by what that belief system is based upon someone else. So it truly takes away you, your authenticity. You don't know who you are. You just thinking of God, you know what I'm saying? But now you're following a model of tradition of what you have seen, what has been, and you think it's gonna work for you. And it don't happen that way. You know, all I have is me. You know what I'm saying? And I bring me into the business. I can't bring uh, how it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Cause it really ain't working that way no more. Now that's just bottom line. You know, who would think a webinar would go with God? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you have to be very, very eclectic. You have to be open-minded and you have to know who you really are. I just say that to all of the people in my community, know who you are. I had to, and one thing TSP really, really helped me in, in, in that is to really shift my own mind. You can't do this by yourself. You just can't, I'm just so sorry. I don't care how great you are, how wonderful you are, how successful you are, you can't do this by yourself. Nothing in life is meant that way. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's the main thing for me. And I, I was telling someone uh, that I was talking to in TSP because they were struggling, you know? And I said, baby, I can't give you no answers, but I can tell you what worked for me. I said, TSP saved me and I saved my business. You know, and that's huge, you know, because if I'm going down the drain or if I'm just thinking this is going to work, what's my business going to do? If I'm suffering, my business suffering. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I had to, you know, it's, it, although it's a business thing, but I'm in the business, yeah. you know, and I had to work on me. And that's huge. And the last th key thing I would say is giving people, your audience, what they want. Yeah. Many people show up, you know, giving them what you Thank want you. or what makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. But once, even if you could just survey five people, you know, mm -hmm. based upon their need and what they want, like you're here to meet someone else's needs. And a lot of people try to meet their ego of what mm -hmm. I feel like I should be doing or this is what I, I want to be on this stage or I want to do this. But that has nothing to do with what your people who you're serving actually need. And I think we found you know, what our women needed. And you used to tell us that all the time, like ask them, why are you all creating all these different things and not asking them what they actually want? And so even when our community was small, we had to get in the habit of just start asking, like, what do you all want more of? She was about to launch, you know, something because it was what <laughs> she wanted, right? This, this, this full day, I'm passionate about this type of thing. So I emailed the people and I said, tell me what, what you, you want. want. Yeah. And I mean, Two people chose what she wanted to do. And 200 and like chose 200 chose something else. And I said, scratch your idea. But then she got on the Q&A call with you last at that same time. And then you said something. She called me and she was like, this is what we need to do. I said, let's change it. You know what I'm saying? At the last minute, it wasn't a no-brainer. And her ego didn't get in the way of like, no, this is what I want, you know? Because if 200 people and two people said this, like... <laughs> You know, it's important to just give them what they want. Same thing with the tour. You were telling us, go to where people are. She wants to go to Cali, 10 people showed up. Chicago, 200 people showed up, right? Like, All right, that's enough. That's enough. Right. She, got, she, got, she got a whole roster of examples for you, right? She's like, back when I was 17. It's true. You need a But so many people get in their ego of where I want to be because it's Cali, right? And it's like, no, go to where your people are. It makes sense. And I see a lot of my friends do that, you know, because they want to have an event in Atlanta. But it's I, I went to an event and it, 10 people in Atlanta. And I asked them all, where are you from? <laughs> Chicago. She's from Chicago. Why would you drag all of them here? You know what I'm saying? Like, but and then you're in debt because of the event, yeah. because you did not give people what they need in meeting them in their area. And it's like you want to be successful. But I feel like you got to just start asking people and get yourself out the way for what you want. That could happen eventually. But yeah. that's what one thing I learned. And, and as you were talking, it's, it's like the other the other thing it, it popped in my mind because um, I hear it a lot of times. Right. It's the false assumption um, where people think that, hey, you know, I'm in a, a faith-based business, so I got something, so people won't pay me. And they and they care that, like, like, people won't pay me, or church people won't pay, or, you know, they won't invest in this stuff. And I tell them all the time, like, they invest in every single thing else, right? They invest yeah. in a uh, new car, they invest in hair. all the streaming networks, hair, right? Hair, hair. Clothing, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, it'd be the best clothes and the best cars at the church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know? Right. But but literally, we got to watch what we tell out. Like, we feed ourselves all these excuses yeah. that kind of keep us in jail. But I, but I, but it's your own stuff, though. Yeah. We, a lot of times, we project our own mindset on other people. You know what I'm saying? I just launched my VIP inner circle. You know what I'm saying? How much? About five times more than what it was mm -hmm. than I'm paying. And when I first talked about it, it was a no-brainer. I'm in. I'm in. You know what I'm saying? And from what I was charging for hourly coaching and for... 
$25,000 each person just to be with me, they would say it was a no-brainer. Now, my mind would have been limited to you. It was limited to that two years ago. You see what I'm saying? But that was my mindset. Oh, how can I tell them this? How can I do that? But then when I start looking at their outcomes, right. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, and that's what they're paying for. That's what they're paying that's for. What's the transformation at the end? And is that amount, is that value there for the actual investment? And it is every time. And when I and when and when they was when they was when Ariel and, and I was pitching and when I pitched it, my, I was so proud of myself. I started to call you if I had your number. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at but because my confidence, not because ooh, I was just so shattered, but the fact is that I had to see my value of and they showed me my value. You know what I'm saying? They didn't do that on their own. You know what I mean? They did that through what I was giving them through my service. You see what I'm saying? And that caused me to shift my mindset. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then when I did pitch it, and they was like, I'm in. I'm in. You know, $200 versus $20,000, that's a big jump. It is. Yeah. And I don't think that everyone has to start off that way. No, no. I, I'm grateful that we did start low dollars. Yes, most definitely. Because, you know, a lot of people want to just jump to that level. And I yeah. think we, you know, you know your value. But I think you also have to kind of meet your customer where they are. And, you know, we kind of gradually allow them to see mm -hmm. where we're growing along mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anyone to never not sell themselves for the worth or the value that they are. But um, there was a learning process in every level, you know, learning process and serving at 197 for our, you know, mm -hmm. coaching session and then going to that point. I think that was important because it was like, how can I serve this many people or how can I perfect what I'm actually doing and, and serve in excellence? It's so much that you can learn along the way, just charging something. But some people do come out the gate and say, I just want, you know, 20,000 and they sit there with nothing, you know, and what do you do now? I think you could scale back a little bit and, and grow from there. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. And and let me ask you on the other side of that, because like I said, I know it's a lot of mm -hmm. individuals watching saying, man, like, like. I, I'm hearing the two of them. I'm hearing how they took this thing and they built this uh, amazing brand, and the, all the people that impact at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, my husband got the perfect skill set, or my my sister or my aunt, right? And like I said, so many times we got all the resources in the family, but pulling it together. Like, any advice for people that are looking to try to do business with family members? Well, <clears throat> just like Ariel built the house from the business model, I have a house that I built from a personal model. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you take a living room and a dining room, I think, you know, you have a place that you got to know how to put people in position, people, even family. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes you could have a sister who's in your bedroom and she really, really need to be uh, in the living room. Just sit there, look pretty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know. Greet, greet people when they come in. Hey, how you doing? You know, how you doing? You know, as opposed to you putting your affection on the fact that, oh, this is my sister and she could do this and she could do that. And that's not really what her expertise is. I think that from a personal standpoint, I, I know it works for me. I've learned how to properly position people in my life. You know what I mean? You're you're good at being in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? And and I would not take my utensils from the kitchen and have them sitting in the living room. You know, sometimes we just have people scattered in our lives. You know what I'm saying? I, like my oldest daughter, you know what I'm saying? She is the firstborn, but at the end of the day, She's not in the bedroom. She's not in the intimate place. And I can't make her be there. You understand what I'm saying? She's intimate in my heart, but she's not intimate like that in the business. You know what I'm saying? But she can 
come and greet the people from the living room. You know what I'm saying? And she's good at that. And they will see her because, and they will respect it because she's my daughter, but she's in the living room. And I don't dismiss her. That's just what, as opposed to Ariel, she's in the bedroom. She's in my bathroom in the bedroom. She's in my closet. You know what I'm saying? She's all over the place. Going through the shoes. Going through the shoes. That's my hat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, and we were talking about this on the way here, though, that, you know, when it comes to working with family, uh, and I think people admire seeing, you know, us as mother, daughter, and they say, oh, I want my daughter to do that. And they fail to realize I made a decision. Yeah. You know, I had my own life path of what I wanted to do. And I made a decision to say, this is what I'm going to do. And we were talking about that in the, on the way here that, you know, sometimes we think, okay, because that's my husband, they're supposed to be with me. Because that's my child, they're supposed to be with me. But the key is, is having, I think you mentioned like a covenant, right? And when you have a covenant, agreement just like even getting married that's saying i do you're making a decision and in business it's the same way i may say i do to marry you but that doesn't mean i'm saying i do to build this business with you right so you have to come into a covenant and for me i was like i could take my gifts and talents and build another business or i can come here and i made a covenant that i'm going to serve to this capacity and she didn't ask me she was go ahead, do whatever you want to do. And I made the decision. And then when I made the decision, then she had to decide as well. And together we made a covenant. We love my sister where she is as well, but mm -hmm. she, she has to make a covenant to say, hey, I want to come. And yeah. I think we want to string people along because we see their gifts, we see their talents. Mm -hmm. But if they don't make a covenant within themselves and with you, you don't want them involved yeah. because their heart is not really all the way there. And some people, like you said, just need to... Yeah, yeah. And, and I was in business with my uh, ex-husband, the commercial real estate magazine. You know, we would thought that that would have been ideal. Well, he's somewhere else now. Here I am. You know what I'm saying? So just because you married or this and that, you just got to really find the heart of people and what they want to do and accept them for where they are. You know, that's just what I do. Accept them for where they are. That's good. Yeah, I love yeah, it. I love it. Yeah. All right. Somebody's listening and they're saying, all right, these two are amazing. I want to come into the group. Um, you know, how do I find the group? How do they find you? Um, you guys do amazing online challenges where they can kind of come into the challenges and get a feel for what you and the organization is about. Like, what's the easiest way for them to contact and get in touch with you? Go for it. Really? <laughs> so, um, they can connect with us in our, if you're on Facebook, in our Facebook group, uh, Dunamis Woman Community. Uh, Dunamis is D-U-N-A-M-I-S. And if you just search Dunamis Woman, you know, you'll find us everywhere. Mm -hmm. Our website, dunamis-woman.com. But that is our Facebook group and everything pretty much starts there. And then, you know, gradually we'll, you'll join our email list and then you'll learn everything else al along the way. So mm -hmm. that's really how they can get connected with us in that way. I love it. Awesome. I just want to tell y'all face to face how much I appreciate y'all, right? Definitely. Me and Ronnie love y'all. Likewise, likewise. You know, y'all are, are tied to us forever. <laughs> oh yeah, for real, yeah. for real. Tied to us ever. Um, and I just want to say again, I appreciate y'all for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you for having us. us. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Podcast. Don't forget to download and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, visit us at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com forward slash podcast. On that page, you'll have all the links to follow us on social, me at Lamar Tyler and the at Traffic Sales and Profit brand, in addition to information on our upcoming events information on how to get a free copy of my paperback book and more so that you can be the best entrepreneur possible. Thanks again, and I'll see you on the next episode.